Hello and welcome back. We've got another little special episode this week uh, where Sam is not with us, but we've got Harry back. Hello. It's strange. <laughs> We're going to see, like, see how the podcast falls apart now, see if Sam's holding it together. Well, yeah, well, Sam's like general cycling knowledge is just it's going to be lost. And then obviously we know I'm not exactly the best, so it's going to fall <laughs> apart very, very well. I'm on like the, all the technical bit now. <laughs> yeah, I'm holding that just... together and trying to hold the <laughs> the chat together. Yeah, 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 it's going to be interesting. We'll see how it goes. But anyway, how have you been? Have you been? In the... I haven't spoken to you for about three weeks, maybe longer. Yeah, at least three, probably more like a month, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I've a ton of exams. So last one this morning. So finished up, thank God. That, you're, d- you're done for the summer. Done for the summer, yeah. Then a few weeks off and then working so it's gonna be make the most of these few weeks riding yeah. and whatnot but so i haven't been out much next week and a bit it's maybe lovely and sunny so yeah it's so nice today just went with the mate just rode easy to cafe and sat in the sun for about three hours right it's <laughs> getting those tan lines going yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good. when are you back down uh back down here probably next few weeks i mean i may have planned to ride down from canterbury oh nice um down oh. to about brighton how, so how far about, is that we, I think we did it last year and it was 110, I think it was in the end. Um, so, yeah, there are thereabouts. Big day, but not, not horrific then. It's not terrible, but we made the terrible. So we got to Ditchling, which is probably about, what, 20 miles away from home? Yeah, yeah. And we thought, oh, it would be a really good idea to ride up to ride up Ditchling. <laughs> and anyone that's ridden it knows that it's not a climb you ride up easy. It's Is it not? It's you have just, to attack it. Yeah, look, it's well. It has it flattens out a bit, but there are quite a lot of steep ramps. Probably, I don't, I'm kind of guessing maybe twelve, fifteen percent, maybe. Oh, wow. So it it kind of kicks, and it's yeah, it's never easy. It's one of those where you, whether you're feeling good or bad, you're always kind of blown at the end. Oh, nice. And I was just at that stage where I bonked. <laughs> I hadn't, you know, I you're... hadn't had a gel in about three hours. You're like, I'm close mate, enough to home. There's no point. Yeah, exactly. And my mate was at the opposite. He'd already bonked about 20 miles before, but had had like his second coming. So he was like, oh, I'm going to smash this. It's going to be brilliant. <laughs> so I'm kind of crawling in my lowest gear up, up ditching, crying to myself, thinking, why have I done this? And he's loving life, powering to the top. Out of the saddle, it's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Forgetting that we still have another, what, 20, 25 miles left. That's all downhill, isn't it? Well, that's the thing. I suppose so we decided... you get to Brighton, then you've got, what, another like 15 back haven't you as well. along the coast yeah but then we decided it'd be nicer to go inland so we went straight back down into ditchling village and then along and then through kind of the back roads mm-hmm. so it was a bit lumpier um which was another massive mistake but i think we stopped what in hurstpeer point another few miles along and just i cannot tell you how much crap i ate i must have had about what two thousand calories of just pure rubbish just, just trying to boost get bars and out. nuggets yeah, most I love what well, I can't remember what it was such a long time ago, maybe like Starburst and whatnot, <laughs> just crap basically. Just trying to fuel me to the end and then kind of pushed on. But it's it's a really, really nice route and hopefully if we get nice weather this this year, which we should do, it's an alright it's an alright ride. But that's the plan anyway. Nice. I think like yeah, it's bank holiday weekend, isn't it, coming up? Um, yeah, mo- Monday, isn't it so? Yeah, I, I think I'm gonna try and get over to Ditchland to do it for once and uh Actually, have you never again. done it no i've never ridden because i've been here like yeah. a year and a half down in sussex and yeah i've never wow. ridden it it's, a, it's i feel like it's the only proper climb around us okay just only i feel 
what are that? What are the main ones really? I mean, I guess Chichester, where there's a few bigger ones. Yeah, then you got but, like Boston and you and stuff. Uh, Dyke. Yeah, it's because it's a nice enough gradient ditching that it's not stupid steep. Like Boston's really bad, isn't it? Yeah, and then Devil's Dyke, it kind of it's up and down a bit. It's not constant, and you've got a kind of a, a half kind of hairpin on ditching, so you feel like you're doing a bit. Oh, it's a bit a, alpine, is it? Yeah, a little bit. I love that. The there used to be one of them um, back in the Perbex where I was from. And like, we just called it the Alpine Corner and anyone you mentioned it to would know where you meant. It was near Corfe <laughs> Castle. And like, out of nowhere, you just get this beautiful hairpin with like a little steep bit on the inside and every little uh, like uh, cafe run, it was always a sprint up that little one section. I mean, the climb was only like 50 metres high anyway, but... It's really weird how ha- any hairpin on any climb just gives you like a second wind. Yeah. You just feel a bit more... Pro Even though it's so steep, you're just like, yes, I can sprint up this. Yeah. The problem is on ditching, it's probably only about a third of the way up. So you do that and then oh, you right. think, oh, no. And then it kicks off again for probably another few metres. <laughs> a few more tears. <laughs> yeah, now, yeah, yeah. I like this. Like, it's a famous climb that sort of, there's been some really good people up it, hasn't there, as well. So you can really, like, find out how you stack in, like, the UK field or something. Yeah, I really like it. Cause I think Tour of Britain, when, is it Tour of Britain or whatever, went up there a few years ago i think they've done it twice i think it's a really because also um london to brighton go up it so a lot of quicker guys go up it there ah. and i think don't quote me but i feel like it's maybe fifty thousand, eighty thousand people so there's a lot of people oh wow that's, that's the yeah. most i've ever seen um is, yeah, it, is it two sides to it or is it just only one like one climb it's only really one climb yeah the other side from brighton up isn't really a climb oh what, so you, you go north to south uh yeah oh, okay yeah it's out of it's literally out of the village and it there's kind of like it fairly gentle gradient of maybe one one and a half percent to the and then you for about probably half a mile if that a third of a mile and then it really ramps up and you you know you're on the climb because it's it um all lined with trees and it starts at where the road kind of the other there's another road that crosses it but it's i always use it every year or every half year just to test my legs see how i'm going because i know that it's steep enough that the wind isn't going to play much of a role it's a good climb it's fun to go it's a i think you're I think they consider a pretty decent, considerable time to be under five minutes, maybe. Okay. Oh, so not, put you in... not, not really long then, but long enough. Well, my I think my best is 501 and I, I'm oh. in 140th or something. So I reckon That's if... That's amazing. You, it's all right. I mean, I've done it a lot of times, but I think if... I, I think the, the KOM is nearer three, three and a bit <laughs> oh, minutes. It's, it's Kwiatkowski, I think, Sky. Oh, it's fair, really, yeah. fair enough. Yeah. It's insane. So if you're anywhere near that, then you're pretty... I don't think I'll be near that. Don't forget (laughs) a little motor pace in or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, give it a go. It's good. Proper effort. Nice. Well, I'll look forward to that. So there, we, as me and Sam mentioned, and we did briefly touch on this because Sam wanted to, like, chat about it first. We took you on a mountain bike ride, Harry. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So me and Sam were planning on going on one, one Saturday, one weekend. And um, well, oh, Harry's back. We, um, let's see if he wants to come out. And yeah, surprisingly, you said yes. You're, you're glad he come on a little mountain bike ride. We didn't really tell you that the, all we wanted to do was just sort of smash little segments and stuff like that the whole ride. Um, it everywhere, yeah. And yes, yeah, so how how was your? You said didn't you? It was your first like proper mountain bike ride you've been on? Yeah, I mean, I've ridden. Um, I've got my mountain bike. I've ridden it a handful of times, but nothing. I always use it as kind of a break away from the road bike just to kind of refresh my mind and just go yeah. easy really i never properly smash it like you boys do but 
I thought, yeah, try something different as I'm home. I haven't been, I think it was fairly soon after I'd come back from my crash. So it was yeah. like, it was perfect to kind of get back into it properly. So, so I thought, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it was tough. I mean, I thought I reckon we we're probably about a third of the way. And then I thought we, I was hurting and I, I was like, we must've done at least 20 miles or so. Look, and down, five. I, think, <laughs> I think it was, yeah, I think it was eight and a half miles. Eight point four. It was probably about an hour and a half or so. Wouldn't it? And I, I think I remember asking you or Sam, like, so how, how long till we actually get to like where we're like to the point where we're turning around again. And he said, Oh, we're probably about halfway there. And I was like, oh, now I'm in for a hard day. <laughs> and then I was like one of those descents. Where it must have bought... Do you remember that really sketchy descent? Massive potholes in it. Um, uh, was it you and... grassy? Yeah. Okay, so that, that is Ambly Mount, I think. That's yeah, like... so yeah. you you sent it down there, like just bunny hopping everything. And I'm on my like terrible brakes, just holding on like rigid upper body, <laughs> quite literally skidding down, like full, like my hands are just clamped on the brakes. Get to the, you boys went at the bottom and I'm just like wide eyed, just trying to hold on. And I remember you said, "What pressures are you running?" Because we talked about this the night before, didn't we, on the chat? Yeah. And you just, I don't remember. You basically felt my tires and just, just literally didn't even say anything. Just like let out all what seemed to me all the air out. <laughs> you know, it's gonna be on the rim. No, I say yeah, it was quite eye opening that part, wasn't it? We're like, yeah, you've made that. You've made the road cyclist mistake here. You've put like forty ps on your tires, thinking, "Oh, that's so low." Yeah, when, yeah we probably yeah. It, where, where you got like big volumes there it's weird so like obviously the bigger the volume the seemingly the lower the pressure you can run so when you're running 20 psi it doesn't feel like you're running 20 psi on a road bike it feels right I, still yeah and i mean it didn't feel slow it didn't feel as you'd expect it to i thought that it would be quite boggy kind of hard to kind of accelerate but it re- you really don't feel it no like it's, it I, t- takes up those little bumps as well which is a bit, a bit comfortable especially up those climbs where i think there was a pretty chalky climb and it was quite quite a lot of jagged edges and stuff and i i, I had a lot of traction the whole way up and i just i don't think i could have physically climbed it <laughs> with the pressures i had in originally i just would have spun up and you will spin a lot. one mile an hour yeah but that's um, a dan ambly mount though i was i was, I was impressed so if we, you hadn't really done anything that steep before and um we didn't really tell you much about it. We just sort of like <laughs> stay on the brakes. And then I, I didn't realise until the bottom that you had cable disc brakes. And I yeah, just because I didn't really, I forgot they existed still. We could smell them, couldn't yeah. we? We got to the bottom and we just smelt brake pads. <laughs> you put the leaves <laughs> all the way to the bar. Like, it still doesn't skid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was trying to stop and I just couldn't. Just <laughs> scraping my way down this hill. But no, yeah. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, we got I mean, on. What... No, go on. on. I was just going we got, where did we go? Where there was the bomb hole and stuff. I was about like to come to, so after the South Downs, we went into uh, Houghton Forest, uh, which is some just some little man-made trails up there, and that's where they had the bomb hole and just more like single tracky trails, which I think you did amazingly on. You like you improved so much over the course of like that hour you were there for. Yeah, I mean, it was a it was a steep learning curve. <laughs> so I mean, there was roots. Yeah, loose I mean, corners. I'm glad it wasn't wet, but. Like you said, you can't. Once you've done it once, it's fine, isn't it? It's just the it, mentally getting over the fact that you're going down a gradient so steep, you can, yeah. you feel like you're just going to go over the bars. <laughs> you feel like one little bump and your back wheel is going to lift in the air, and that's, that's you done. Yeah, exactly. But as soon and as soon as you, as soon as you get the technique half right, yeah. and kind of get your weight where you need it to be, because I think I didn't realize how much of a part your body weight actually plays in 
getting the bike where you want it to go. You know, on a road bike, you're kind of just sitting there, really, a bit of a dead weight. Yeah, yeah. Whereas but, in the road bike, you're more moving the bike, whereas in mountain biking, well, so road bike, you're moving yourself, whereas mountain biking, you're moving the bike. Yeah, a lot, especially around that. So, you know, when we're doing those trails and they were quite quick and th- really narrow through the woods and stuff, like you really, you can't just turn the bars and hope it'll go around. You've really got to move <laughs> you got yourself. Throw, yeah. And there was a, there was, I think I told you this, there was a point. So you, I think I sat behind you and Sam and then I, you obviously got away and I was just taking my time, kind of just trying to learn the trails a bit and flow through it. And there was like a quite, a, what seemed to me quite a big drop of a few feet and I just kind of, panicked and just jumped on the brakes and i didn't know that there were these guys behind me like full oh. mountain bike like full face helmets yeah. just absolutely sending it down like no like no matter. and then i just heard one guy just like shout like just say some expletives and just i look behind him and he goes straight into this tree next to me and just goes <laughs> over the bars and i'm like oh sorry lads and just keep pedaling <laughs> sorry boys <laughs> oh, so you, you didn't let him pass you just literally ran away but no, because I knew they were behind me and I was like pushing on a bit as much as I felt like comfortable with that, like thought I was going to die. But they were like really like behind me, like they didn't give me much room. And then as soon as I panicked, didn't think about anything, just jumped on the brakes and he just, I just look across and he's just flying through the air, swearing <laughs> at me, like in slow motion. It was quite funny. Oh, I love it. But yeah. then, yeah, that's, you know, everyone's there to ride. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean. They're free trails. I, I think it makes a massive difference actually knowing kind of roughly what they're going to like, what they're like. Like, I think if I went back even with the same kind of skill, but just knew roughly where it was going to head. Exactly. It helps massive. You know what obstacles to look out for. You might be like, although you might, oh, it all looks like trees to you, but you'd be like, oh, there's a little drop coming up. I know to take it a bit more steady here. I need to pick up some speed here for this obstacle, but you sort of learn the trail and you can sort of read it a bit better. And then no, yeah. you just get and faster also, and faster. You mentioned as well, because I had, was it 29er? 29ers on stage. Yes. You can really roll over stuff a lot easier than you kind of imagine. Yeah, a little one little um, route's not going to stop you. No, you like no. the Titanic. Is what you like? <laughs> Just plowing through <laughs> this stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was a lot of fun, and I definitely ate more upper body than lower body. I can tell you that. Like afterwards, <laughs> I kind of just got yeah, just like arms spasming in bed, just lying there. But no, was, I really enjoyed it. It was it was a lot of fun. I think what we rode like for about four hours, about twenty miles, twenty five miles. Yeah, we must have no more than no more than twenty five. Yeah, you can't you can't look at average speed or distance when you do mountain biking. No, and uh, because I'd come back from it was only four weeks off for Easter. Um, from uni so I just bought my power meter pedals yes you were road riding bike. road pedals <laughs> yeah and wrote like my nice like really nice road <laughs> so I had all the power data from it and it's quite funny looking at it because it's just super spiky but there's a lot of that obviously those descents there's just nothing but then there's obviously those long because the climbs are what eight or nine minutes on a mountain bike so you're kind of they are kind of big efforts anyway yeah you, you can get you can get you can make the most of the hills where you're going a lot slower, but you're still having to put a lot more effort in. Um, no, yeah. You can get, say, what, it's like a 100 metres elevation, something like that, and you can get a six, seven minute climb out of it really easily. No, yeah, definitely. And I think, yeah, I think my, I, I am tempted to look into buying a new mountain bike. I just, hey. mine probably does weigh at least half of my body. <laughs> no, I'll say, and you're not a heavy guy, so it definitely definitely helps. Yeah, proportionately wise. I think, I mean, uh, yeah, because I don't know how much, how light are mountain bikes now? Like, what um, are top end mountain bikes? My mountain bike is pretty light than my road bike. So, my mountain bike is like wow. nine kilos. 
Oh, wow. So they really are light. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so I'm trying to find um, Nino Scherter. Do you know Nino Scherter? Yeah. Um, how do you work Instagram on laptops? Oh, I've got to do it on my phone. Probably. Um, he did the, it was the first World Cup, first Mountain Bike World Cup of the year, which uh, oh. he's won them for the last few years. But um, this year, it was really muddy in Abstart in Germany. Yeah. And um, I think he came sixth in the end, fifth or sixth. But Van der Poel was racing. And Van der Poel, so just finished his road season, came second at the Mountain Bike World Cup. So wow. yeah, he's on it. But yeah, Scherzer put about his um, his power data up from it. So he okay. weighs 68 kilos. He's not They're a big not guy, so he's probably about 5'5", no. five, five, something like that, 5'6". Wow, okay, so he's smaller than me. He's pretty stocky, is he? Yeah, yeah, he's muscular. Yeah. Uh, yeah. His normal power over an hour and 25 was 368. Three, Whoa. Um, and then wow. the start to the first ascent, so the outlap, so basically like a flat sprint, uh, yeah. from 2 minutes 14, he just did 5.30 normalised. Oh, and then they wow. gave a good indication on the climbs. Um, the climb was about two and a half minutes. Yeah. And he did between 4.20 and 4.40 normalised up it seven times in an hour just mind-boggling isn't it so, yeah. wow it's Mad. that so i think yeah i mean sam did touch on it a bit like van der Poel's sort of training of just he does about 300 above 800 watt sprints in a cross race and it's all yeah. just that intensity you don't really get on a road bike because you have to it's not like and, you're and choosing to isn't it there's no way there's no way other way of getting up that hill <laughs> fast than just balls to the wall even i mean even when we did the mountain biking i mean you guys were going for those segments and stuff and you were probably you were going full gas and i was kind of going maybe like 80 percent, 90 percent, like hard and you it really turned it into a grind like those hills turn from go from being like a what like maybe you're doing them in two minutes you guys and i was probably taking at least a minute and a half more a minute more and it's probably similar for those because like it's just worth just absolutely smashing it and yeah. just getting it but yeah. then, like the same time amount of biking is you've got the gearing that we could go up that happily in about six, seven minutes and not yeah. break a sweat, and it'd just be a, like a, a really enjoyable day out. Yeah, that's what when you told me that um, the record for South Downs Way was done on a cyclocross bike. Oh, it's disgusting, isn't it? Yeah, like imagine doing those descents on those tiny little tires. Now, now you've ridden some of it. Oh, I, I can't I, imagine. I, when I first heard of doing it, I was like, yeah, it'd be fine. Do it on a cross bike. It's like chalky tracks, isn't it? Then I rode some yeah. on a mountain bike and I was just like, there's no way. My you just don't realise. No. I mean, he must have, like, I, I mean, anyone that's not ridden it, there are just a ton of gates, aren't there? I mean, yeah. you, you we're thinking, he must, how long did it take him? Uh, six hours? I think it's 6.20, maybe 6.40, yeah. something like that. It's very I mean, cool. and you, you estimated what? 50 20 gates, minutes. Yeah. So probably what? 20 25 minutes probably of just opening gates that yeah. whole time Gee, 30 seconds a gate over all of those so he i wouldn't be surprised if he had but it, yeah it just makes you realize how much how like skilled they are so yeah. from 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 your mountain bike experience then would you take anything you've learned from that only one ride but would you take any of that into your road oh yeah i mean sounds silly but i already have in a way so for example today just did a really chill ride with a mate to a cafe like 30 minutes out but we decided we found like a nice little kind of cobbly dirty road out and even then like some of those corners downhill on dirt and stuff are pretty sketchy but just like the way you move your body around and kind of put your weight across the bike definitely 
change. Like before, I probably would have just gone a lot slower and just stayed in my same position instead of moving moving my body. And also pressures. Yeah. Like even on a road bike, I do think it's just a downward trend. Like I think you, everyone's going to be running lower pressures. So as tires like, get wider and people understand yeah. it more, isn't it? It's, yeah, lower and lower. I think twenty. I think I'm, I'm on twenty fives, and I'm not quite. I'm probably fifty eight, fifty nine kilos. So and I'm probably running what seventy five psi now, eighty psi, yeah. instead of a hundred, hundred and ten. And that you feel that in yeah. your backside as much as just speed. Are you are you run tubes as well? Uh yeah. So I think when I was running twenty eight, so I was running about sixty with tubeless, um, and I'm seventy. I've been like seventy three. Mm. so yeah you, you can get away with a load slower a lot a lot lower than you originally think as well i suppose well another thing you could probably take from uh, mountain biking is like sliding's okay it's okay not to have grip yeah. sometimes <laughs> like when you're on that loose track you, eventually you'll find grip again i think yeah as well with the wider tires you've got more give i think on a road bike as soon as you feel a bit of a slip it's probably too late you're on the floor road bike you, mountain bikes where you can kind of like you said you can kind of allow the bike to move a bit more underneath but yeah i don't i told you as well the other day um for, I've, it's the first time i've ever been stranded on the road on my bike without and i had to, to um get a taxi back in all what four or five years of riding first time i've ever had to call for a taxi <laughs> in, what, in my life what you learn? you're gonna carry a tube now well <laughs> it was spoke it was a spoke so oh right uh, sorry i didn't hear that bit yeah it's a few weeks ago well probably a few months ago now, a month and a half maybe, chain slipped between the the cassette and the spokes. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, one of the spokes was a bit bent, and I thought, oh, it's it's okay. Like, it looks a bit bent. And I took it to the bike shop, and they said, well, if you've been riding on it for a few weeks now and it's still okay, then it, you might be able to get away with it. They were like, yeah, and that, then, that looks bent. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they, they said, like, oh, you're going to have to buy a whole new wheel and stuff. And I thought, nah, I won't be doing that risk it a whole new wheel but, for a spoke i know i don't they said it's probably worth just getting a whole new wheel so i, I thought oh, no, that, good salesman it. though yeah yeah and uh first ride back at uni far away as possible on the route bang <laughs> spoke goes turning round to head back yeah and it's so the spokes are kind of bladed ones apparently they're super high tension ones so as soon as one goes the whole wheel properly spasms out and when you've only so got like 20 against, spokes yeah, yeah 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 so they're and they were it was rubbing against the frame, not the the caliper. Ah. So I couldn't. There was no way I could ride it back. So I had to get a thirty pound cab back. Which oh. is not, I yeah. know. Now you got to pay like thirty pound for for a new spoke or something. Yeah, I had to. Well, the Mavic spokes, and they I couldn't find them anywhere. So I had to pay. I paid four pounds for the spoke or two spokes, and then twenty two pounds for postage and packaging. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, Mavic. <laughs> I thought, yeah, exactly. I thought, there's no, I'm getting massively ripped off here. <laughs> I, thought, I, I thought it'd be like you had to buy, oh, sorry, we only sell them in packs of 32 or something like that. Great. Well, that's what the bike shop said. They said, there's no point us doing it because we'll have to charge you for us buying a whole box of spokes. But no, so, someone else might break one. Well, that's what I said, but no, they weren't having any of it. So I had to go on eBay, find like dodgy Dave. Find someone like, that's done that. Rating. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and then buy the other ones. <laughs> Recoups over the cost. Yeah. Oh. massive pain in the ass yeah well so since our last podcast as well um the giro has moved on a little bit i don't think where well, we stopped it last we did it last thursday so they've done 
the first major TT, so like the, the the biggest sort of the first main point of the Giro, really. Where some what stage? Big mix what stage? That I think be? it was stage eleven. No, okay, no, stage so nine. Stage nine. Office. Sorry. Right. Okay. Um. So it was a like a I think it was about thirty thirty five k flat for the first half, and then like a six percent to seven percent average climb for the final okay. bit of end of it. So you think. You know, I favour most of the GC guys, wouldn't it? Yeah, I just can say, better for the, not so good for the pure time trial guys. No. Um, okay. And what was the outcome? So, Victor Campanarts, uh, the our record holder, European yeah. time trial champion, he was off quite early and uh, he dropped his chain just before the the climb. So, because they were right <laughs> there, they chucked him on his road bike. Yeah. But he grabbed his road bike, his mechanic pushed him when he wasn't even on the bike yet. And I then, think I saw this. And then his yeah, he went to pick the bike up off the floor as he was sat there, like Vitz didn't even have his feet on the pedals, and he was trying to change gear while he's not pedaling. And then his mechanic, like, sort of just stood there with his hands in the air, like, don't know what's going on. And then eventually, he sort of like gr- camped up, ground his way forward, and then a, a fan just pushed him up there, like, to get him going again. Um, and I he, think, no, I think he, I saw that up the hill. He still it? went yeah. fastest. Wow. And then that stayed until I think uh, Nibley put a decent performance in. Um and then Roglic just smashed everyone. But he only beat Campanarts by eleven seconds. Wow. So how how that's, long was it again? Uh thirty five K, something like that. Yeah. So not, he beat he beat uh Nibbly by just over a minute. Uh beat Yates by three and a half, I think it was. So Yates had a stick. Uh, how was that happen? Was he favourite going into it? Uh for the Giro, yeah, not for the yeah. time trial. But you you'd expect like a minute and a half from Roglic, but um yeah, three and a half and I think Lopez lost the same as well, so at wow. the moment, it only looks really like Nibali is within touching distance, but you never know. Things could happen. Yeah. I mean, I, like I said, I follow the... I've been super busy with exams and stuff, but I still kind of try and follow it through the um, the Mitchelton Scott backstage passes. They're really good if anyone that doesn't watch those, but they're worth just about five-minute summaries just from the team's kind of point so of yeah, view. Yeah, they're, they're, on, they're on YouTube, aren't they? Yeah, really good. A bit quite funny um a bit more behind the scenes as much as the race but i yeah i kind of always naturally from that supported yates but i'm i was really shocked when i saw he was kind of dropping back as much as he was yeah. especially after such a dominating performance in the first two weeks was it last year and he just sort of said he just didn't have the legs which i'm guessing really it could be true he could be ill but he could just be coming back from something or you know he just could have had a bad day yeah has he got chavez with him as well in the team yeah chavez lost about the same yeah because that's really strange because i always feel i've Chavez has always got a lot of potential, but he never seems to perform on those really big days. I mean, I know he um, he did have a really really bad crash and then got quite ill um, after his like a really good Giro uh, a few years ago. So he's sort of been like like a two year recovery. Uh, okay. No, so he's, sort of, he's, he's getting back there, isn't he? But I don't think he's quite ready for leadership. I don't know. Like, yeah, I feel like he's the kind of rider that you'd always back him for a good like stage, maybe like throughout the tour, but never consistent kind of consistent results. I mean, I think it must have been last year where he had, he was doing well with Yates for the first week and then after that first rest day, he just went backwards. Yeah. So he yeah. That's but, the rest yeah, day, isn't just, it? Yeah, just lacking. But you think after his experience, like he's older than you'd imagine, he's quite old, I think now, or older. He's got the experience to surely know what his body's yeah. doing. Unless it's just there, everyone has a bad day, don't they? So it's how you manage it. Yeah. yeah. And he never really came back from that. I don't, from what I remember, I don't know about this year. I think he pulled out uh, not soon after that. They were saying he was ill. Ah, just not worth the stress on his body. Um, But then, so, on to another large race. It'd be ASO, so that's the 
Amory Sports Organization, or around that, the acronym is. Uh, they are the like, largest sporting body uh, for cycling. They host, they organize the Tour de France. They own all the TV rights to that. They do the Paris-Roubaix, Liège-Bastogne-Liège, Tour de Yorkshire, and tons and tons and tons of racing in France and all around the world. They're basically just, they are probably the most powerful entity in cycling. They can basically control the UCI and the cycling, like the pro calendar. So they've, right. they've sort of got a kickoff when uh, the UCI wanted to reform the world tour. There was yeah. big disputes between the two because obviously ASO don't want to lose money uh, oh. because they get so much from television. They're probably not helping how cycling sponsored because again, they don't want to lose television rights. Um, but at the same time, it's like a, it's a family run business. So they sort of, it's never really going to change if mm. it stays in their family. But what they've quite shockingly done is that the in the when the women's world tour has been reformed uh, to sort of increase not publicity but coverage of it, uh, yeah. the UCI set out a, a little plan, which was this year every race on the women's world tour had to have a twenty-minute highlight package put together after the race, which sort of. ASO begrudgingly did for Liège and Flesh, or uh, Liège based on Liège and Flesh alone that is, yeah. uh, and then for next year, there they UCI have, have upped it a little bit and they've said you've got to provide forty-five minutes of live coverage, which doesn't seem like too much to ask considering they've already giving six hours of <laughs> yeah. live coverage for the men's race later on. They've already got the infrastructure there, and those first four hours are never exactly the exactly. Most whereas you get like, the end of some of the women's racing, which is some of the best racing around. Yeah. Uh, I would say this year, like the women's Amstel Gold was an incredible race, and like you sort of that that is that is why women's racing should be televised. Unfortunately, then obviously the men's Amstel race was Amstel Gold was even better. That's not their fault. Um, so what ASO have announced is uh, is that they are pulling Liège Bastogne Liège and Flesh Willow in the women's races out of the women's world tour, and they're dropping them down to the lower pro series just so they don't have to provide. TV coverage, madness. You think, yeah, like we said, they how much how much of the men's race is actually worth televising? I mean, there's 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 too many men's races. There's so many yeah. that just no one cares about. And then you're talking like <laughs> the pinnacle of women's cycling, and then they're just refusing to help it. I guarantee that most most cyclists that are in, even into racing wouldn't wouldn't be able to name more than maybe five or six top female riders. Whereas compared to, and that's just television wise. Yeah. Uh, compared to, compared to the men's where you can name someone that probably came like 40th or something, just because even though relatively they're not as good as say those top women riders, just because you see them on TV ever like more often. It's just not, it's just not fair basically, no. is it? And then it's uh, so much so like there's smaller races like Strada Bianca and Trofeo Binder. Trofeo Binder is not a race the men have. Uh, but they managed to provide TV coverage. They've got online mm. and live streaming. And um, yeah, they're tiny organisations compared to ASO. Yeah. So that is and that, are the women's races on the same day? Well, that's the thing. They're not always. But for the no. case of the like Flesh and Liège, they are in the morning off. So they've got the infrastructure there. All they need to do is turn the cameras on, get the broadcasting plane in the air. And it's there. It's not like it's costing them much more. Exactly. I, I mean... You gone? No, so I imagine if you had like a little petition out, if you were sort of saying, would you rather watch the last hour of the women's race or the first hour of the men's, oh. 99% of people would rather watch the women's. Uh, yeah, and I reckon the 1% that vote the other way probably don't even know. They're probably the, what... they're, they're probably from ASO. 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, you probably take a leaf out of a lot of other sports books. I mean, like I've raced cars a bit, and what a lot of those, like ITV4, so they film Brit- British touring cars, which is kind of the main event, I guess, for the UK. And, but they also, it's a, the show's on for the whole day on a Sunday. And then throughout the day, they'll also show all the other races that have gone on that are support races, which would otherwise get no coverage at all. Yeah, because they've got and there. Could, it's not costing them anything extra, is it? Exactly. And they're there and the cameras are set up. They've got the staff there. They just, it's just good publicity for the, for the rest of those series. And quite often the racing is better in those than the main event itself, just a bit slower. Yeah. And you could argue there's a very similar thing with the women's race. I mean, what was the race this year where the women actually caught up with the men? Uh, We talked about that, didn't we? Yeah, I can't remember what that was. Put you on, I've thrown you under the bus there a bit. But, it, was, yeah. it wouldn't have been E3, but it was, it was in the Classics, wasn't it? Like, classics right. wasn't, yeah. But yeah, I'd, you'd think it's not logistically that difficult, considering they've got all the infrastructure there for the men's already. But yeah, it's madness. And then I'd, what is it? I, only, I haven't looked into it too much, but I so obviously, the, the, so, for example, the Tour de France three weeks for the men. Yeah. Did the women have so, three or four days? What the... The women only have one grand tour at the moment, which we're going to come on to a bit in a sec, yeah. uh, which is the Giro Rosa. Okay. Uh, so that is uh, separate of the Tour of France. I think it's on, is it possibly on during the Tour de France? I can't That's remember the exact was... time of date, but it's, it's run by the people that run the Giro. Overlaps a bit, I'm sure. Of um, so what ASO year. do is they do La Course, yeah. which is, a, well, it used to be a one-day race in the morning of the Champs-Élysées stage, the final stage of the Tour de France. Uh, and then they changed it to a two-day race where they did... There's quite a good little concept they did here where they had a a road stage. And then after that, the next day, they did a, a time trial. But it was like a pursuit time trial. So the the person who won the road stage by X amount set off first. And then the person behind it set off. Say if they came 10 seconds down, they set off 10 seconds behind them and so on and so on. So it's almost like they... Mm-hmm. Whatever, whatever your time on GC was, they reversed that and just be like, right, yeah. everyone start on zero now. Whoever wins, wins. Which I think is no, an yeah, amazing but... little concept. But then the year after that, they went back to one day and then it was a fantastic race. It was when they raced up, was it Mont Ventoux? Or something? It was around that. It was one of the big Some, French yeah, times. Yeah, big ones. And um, Annemiek van Vluten caught um, Anna van der Breggen on the line after like, she was probably about a minute clear and Adam, she just went, everything she, in she slowed up didn't she as well yeah. van i think she was just then... dying and then yeah she came flying past van der Breggen on the line but when you said where they st- had staggered starts i remember that that was i think that was last year wasn't it because it was really interesting how the riders kind of used their tactics so they must have spoken beforehand so they knew i think it was is it van vluten for mitchelton scott yeah but she, so she she was first yeah and she was so she was a lot stronger than the others. I think she's an amazing. What the others time did was waited for, yeah. So second, third, fourth, and fifth all waited up for each other. Yeah, and grouped together, and then just absolutely tt'd it, tt'd it with each other. But I don't think they managed to catch her. Did they? they didn't. No, because I think they must have waited for so long that yeah. she had such a great gap that she could. And like you said, she's a great time trial. She just got away. But it's, that's a lot more interesting than just watching standard. a two hundred and forty-two k stage pan flat <laughs> yeah. in the Giro. With a breakaway going from K1, yeah. where you, you know they're going to get caught after 70. Especially now yeah. in like a lot of the tour stages where they are televising it from 0K. Yeah. So like and they end up talking about some random villa, don't six they? Six hours, yeah, because it's at the end of the day, the tour is an advert for France, so they've got to show some weird church in the middle of nowhere. 
yeah, look at that amazing castle. Yeah, yeah. exactly. On yeah. to some slightly more positive news then. <laughs> yeah. um, it's just been announced in 2021, Denmark, Sweden and Norway are going to host an 11-day Grand Tour for the women. So huh? they're now going to have a second Grand Tour, which I think it being an 11-day race is quite interesting as well because it's only going to be 10 stages, which means okay. they're going to have a rest day. Is. Yeah. So the women are then going to have that sort of tactical thing the men do of what are you going to do after rest day? How What's are you going to be feeling? Like, yeah. And it's, yeah, it should like mix it up a bit more. Okay. So it's an expansion of a few already races. Uh, the Ladies' Tour of Norway. Um, oh, I can't remember what this, the Swedish one's called. But it's got a good name. It's going to be called the Battle of the North. Oh, it sounds hardcore. Exactly. And they're sort of... Um, they're trying to make it uh, the Women's Tour de France, what they're trying to claim. It's going to take place yeah. in late... Oh, no. Uh, oh, they haven't announced when it's going to take place yet. I think a lot... Like we said, a lot of it is just to do with the TV. Yeah, having full TV like... coverage. I think as soon as people see someone on TV, doesn't matter who it is or what level they're at, it's instantly it instantly creates kind of that that thing in people's minds of there's something special or there's something that I want to to watch just because it's on TV. So you see, so even with like other races where they're quite low down, you just because you've seen them on TV, and if you see them in real life, you think I've seen them on TV. Yeah. They must be good. They've got an air about them, so haven't they? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, if you can, and if you can get really get them onto a bigger channel, like ITV, Channel Four, Sky, BBC, it's just it transform it. I reckon it's like the um, the women's tour of Yorkshire. They get equal yeah. prize money, uh, equal TV coverage as the men's. They start on the same day. I think they start in the similar places, and because of that, yeah, they get masses of coverage. The same with the uh, the tour women's tour of Britain or the Ovo tour. Again, mm. just full TV coverage. The people on the roads come out as much for the men as they do for the women. And because yeah. of that, they're just really trying to push the sport. It'd be interesting to see to see how well it goes and how it's received. But we've got a little while to wait yet. So hopefully, when it actually happens, it won't be as much of a shock about how much better it is. Because in that two years until it is, a lot hopefully is going to change. Yeah, yeah. I'm still surprised that they don't have a full Grand Tour. Yeah, I mean, the Giro Rosa is it's 10 or 11, it's 10 or 12 days, I think. So it's, it's getting longer and longer. Mm. But still a way to go, isn't there? Definitely. I don't know what prize money's like compared to uh, like exact numbers. But I know it, that it's I well in most races it's pitiful. Sort of, I think it was. I'm just going to pluck it here. This I did hear hearing it for like for Flanders, um, and I, it's sort of if you come twentieth in the men's, you get the same as sort of second in the women's. Like that. It's mm. like a massive disparity in that. And that again just comes down to TV, doesn't it? Yeah. Money from TV just creates everything. Oh. Yeah, there we go. Well, that is good news. Yeah, positive. End on a positive note. Yeah. Right, what's coming up for you then, Harry? So next, oh, I'll tell you what, next time we probably do a podcast, I don't know if you'll be around, it'll probably be in two weeks when uh, when Pete's down. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. I, should be, I should be down. Yeah, if you're down, um, we'll get you around and we'll, um, we'll, we'll, have a, we'll have a nice evening. Yeah, make a thing of it. Yeah, definitely, I should be back. I mean, I've got, I think I'm tempted to do Cyclo park is it on thursday just have nothing else on now really um Where's racing that? Is that Kent? yeah it's about the closest race to us i think just about half an hour on the train okay this is all it is uh, southeast london yeah uh, nice. um but i've heard it's a bit sketchy i'm a bit more i'm <laughs> skeptical now about racing after my oh, I don't, don't blame you no nah, but 
I don't know. I feel like I need to get some scores on the board <laughs> <laughs> after this not doing anything. But that's the only thing that's really coming up race-wise. Oh, and uh, is it Southeast Road Race League holding a race set? I can never say it, so I'm going to sound like I'm right. Go on, give it a go. Benenden. 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 It's got a yeah, it's got a lot of D's and a lot of N's. I'm sure a lot of people know what it is, but I signed up for that. I can't even remember if it's the two threes or the three fours, but <laughs> you might have a that. horrible time or a slightly nicer time. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, and then I'm marshalling for that as well. So get oh, nice. Time. Do you get um, do you get average points on it if you marshal? Do they do that? I don't think so. Oh. They should do. Well, you, you, I... you're doing your bit. Yeah, exactly. It was a good laugh last time because I got a very good... It's basically, from what I've heard, it's all to do with the corner you get. You want so, a sketchy, gravelly corner? No, you want... So basically, the the course last time went through a village. So you didn't want a point in the village because there were loads of things going on which you had to kind of stop, like loads of junctions or if you got a roundabout or people crossing the road or stuff with their dog. You didn't want that. So I positioned myself on a level... On a um, zebra crossing... And but they thought they needed someone on the zebra crossing because it was by a school, but it was a Sunday, so no one was in the school. So it was brilliant. <laughs> so I just sat down and watched the race. So you, were, you were close enough like, to the funny bits that you could watch the carnage, and then oh, it was amazing. Yeah, I was right in between two of the busiest junctions. So <laughs> I was looking left and right, looking at the other marshals panicking, not trying to stop like seven cars, and I'm kind of eating a Solero, loving life, getting a tan. It was awesome. Blowing your whistle. So no, get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think I'm not just saying. I don't think one person tried to cross that zebra crossing in a two-hour race. It was amazing. So hopefully, I get a position like that next time. They're going to hear good, this and be like, luck. "That's it. Get him yeah. on. Get him on, get him on the T junction with the, the traffic lights." Yeah. So anyone listening that's got uh, marshalling, <laughs> it's all about your position. You don't don't put yourself on the five exit roundabout on the on the fastest point of the course. Four, four <laughs> it's absolutely. Yeah, boring is very, very good. Just sit there. And then my mate was with me who wasn't marshalling. So he, I ferried him to go to their local co-op to just get loads of snacks. Oh, so, nice can you good. imagine? Oh, just an afternoon of We'd, hill. I did that once um, in downhill marshalling. So we, we me and oh, my mate did it. Fun. We split the money in half and you got a free lunch as well. So we, we got a free lunch. We got fed all day and we just <laughs> sat there on like a hilarious corner watching so many people crash. Just people, We bought chairs <laughs> and we had a great day. Oh, that sounds amazing. And as well, a guy a guy on um where I was pulled over right next to me and his I think he, he was like a junior or something and pulled over and his parents were there. So I just listened to him complaining to his parents about why his like ten grand carbon fiber bike wasn't good enough. Which was oh. really another bit of entertainment. It was amazing. It's great. So hopefully I get that again. Um but who knows? Windy corner. Yeah, exactly. But he had it was a nice bike. He can't complain. I think he said his back hurt because he slammed it too much, which is a rookie error. Say it, talk, talk with the devil. <laughs> oh, yeah, you texted me about that. <laughs> what did you do? So, no, so originally, the old road frame I had, my new Cervelo, I'll say new Cervelo, new in inverted commas, um, had a slightly taller head tube. And right. the old Ritter I had, or my brother's Ritter, was slammed and it was okay. Um, so before I fitted the bike, really, really sensible thing to do this. I cut the steerer before the headset was in. But I was like, yeah, that, measured it. That's fine. Cut that. Looks good. And I was 20 mil too short to even oh. be slammed. So that's why I had to then I had to buy one of those top caps. That's like one mil. Um, I actually milled. Have you seen the stem? 
No. I'll send you a picture. Did you send me a picture? I'll put it on Instagram, yeah. I actually milled the top cap, the actual stem down, so I took 8 mil off the, off the stack high up the stem. Right. Um, so I could get this, so it, it was like enough steerer tube to clamp onto. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, failing, like buying a new fork, this is the most I could possibly take out of the, like, the height of the stem and the, the headset to get oh, the, <laughs> so it's safely on there. And because of that, it's quite low. Um, I think it is a little bit lower, it's turned out, than... Uh, yeah, the old bike. Possibly actually with tyres, maybe. Nah, that shouldn't really matter, should it? So yeah, I'm doing a lot, lot, lot of stretching at the moment to, uh... <laughs> to get that flexibility. Yes, yeah, so it doesn't hurt me on that. Like I've been commuting on it, and it's just my back at the end of it. I'm like, oh, that's that's tight hamstrings. So what's the maximum distance you reckon you could get on it? Ah, oh, I'll tell you that. You know, I've done beacon. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that's the look. That's the benefit now. When you're going for these like five minute efforts, you're going to be sorted. It's just you've got to drive to the effort. Yeah. Then do it. When failing that, I'm just going to sack it off and make a hill climb bike. <laughs> yeah, just take the bar tape off, cut, yeah. your, cut your drops off, just make everything ridiculous. It's my take hands. Take every other spoke my out. Hands are the worst bit. They're the bits that are aching what? the most. I never get achy hands, and just the amount of pressure I'm having to put on them. Oh, because you're leaning on. To Could them. be cheap uh, bar okay. tape as well, though. So I'll, I'll I'll try that first, and then um yeah, I have to come up with a new plan. Yeah, bodge something. But it looks it good. It looks good. So. Well, that yeah, that's the main thing. As long as you look cool, then you're pretty much halfway there, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. Well, right. <laughs> on that note, yeah. <laughs> on that note. Exactly. Hopefully you'll see me. Hopefully we'll get for a ride in a few weeks or so. Unless you're disabled with some yeah. terrible chronic back pain. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just off work. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully they don't hear the podcast. Yeah. It's, oh, sorry. We actually yeah, signed you off just for your bike. Oh. Right on your form. I'm, I'm injured because I've slammed the stem too low. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was almost tempted to flip the stem. Slam. Yeah, it just look up. a bit weird, though, wouldn't yeah. it? So, like, so is it a negative stem? You want to put it positive, basically? Yeah. Oh, see, so how long's the stem? Because if it's short, you can get away with it. No, but if it's, it's a long one, 120. Minus seven. Oh, yeah, that's it's going to look a bit weird, isn't it? <laughs> I think you deal with the pain and look cool. Yeah, but I'll probably get like 50 mil or something like that. <laughs> Height, yeah. Or, oh, God, there's no real solution, is there? I'll, 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 su- I'll suffer it out as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, on that note. Perfect. Quite literally. Stay safe. Stay sandy. And we're done. Really? Oh, that was good, wasn't it? Roll credits, yeah, went well. well.